Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are tuned in to American Gypsy Podcast. I'm your host, Gypsy, and I'm here with my co-host, Classic Carpenter. And we are also here with another co-host of ours, Larissa Hale. Hello, everyone. If this is your first time tuning in, um, Larissa was on episode six. She gave us a little intro into Blue Wolf Radio, which is a 24-hour internet radio. And I guess we can start with giving a brief description about about Blue Wolf Radio so that they have a good idea of where to find that. Yes, definitely. You can go to Blue Wolf Radio uh, online at bluewolf.airtime.pro. Bluewolf.airtime.pro. You'll know you're in the right spot. You'll see a wolf as a, a note symbol in white surrounded in blue. So it's blue and white. So you'll know you're in the right spot. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a predominantly jazz online radio station geared toward elevating your vibration. It's uh, telling a story. Um, It's divvied up into different sections, but it's consistent. So if you're about hearing a story in a musical setup and want to be about elevating your vibration, being awakened and love all at the same time wrapped into one you definitely want to check it out uh, it's good background music it's good entertaining music it's good driving music it's good music for anything and everything that you're doing at any given time it's all about uplifting you whether you're paying attention or not just the vibration of the music itself the way it's ranged and laid out is meant to elevate your vibrational frequency on a higher level instead of remaining in a low vibrational frequency that allows you to heal. So if you just like good music that tells a story, check out Blue Wolf Radio at bluewolf.airtime.pro. And what was the inspiration behind the Blue Wolf name? Well, Blue Wolf, my I called myself Blue Wolf uh, when I was in radio at Jackson State as a student. I've, I've had a few other names over the years, but since I've been in radio since 2003, uh, I went through several names, but as as time went on, I was just kind of like, I need to just come up with something for myself that's, you know, uh, the things that the, the names that I had, you know, but I was like, I just need something else. So what I did, so how I came up with Blue Wolf, one, I mean, it's just real simple. Uh, one, Blue is my favorite color, and you know when I was at Jackson State at the at the radio station at WJSU, uh, it's all about jazz. So I was like, you know, when I think of jazz, I think of the color blue, and it's already my favorite color. So I was like, okay, blue, and my spirit animal is the wolf. You know, the wolf has always been my favorite animal. I've loved the uh, the wolf all my life, but. I did learn uh, from a shaman priestess that I had years ago. She, you know, confirmed that my spirit animal is the wolf. So um, I just put the two, the two together and called myself the blue wolf. That's pretty. That's awesome. Yeah. So like I said, the radio station, just, you know, working in radio and having a background in music. What I loved about being at Jackson State and being the program director and, you know, music manager, um, 
being able to, I like, yes, I'm a musician, but, you know, being on the other side, you know, being empathetic and sympathetic of artists trying to get their music out there played. And I know how hard it is to get your music played, no matter what style or what genre you're in, trying to get your music played at a radio station is very difficult. So I liked having the platform and the power, in a sense, to be able to put people on. You know, yes, I was required to play particular artists and particular record labels, but for me, what was most important were the ones that were in between there, that were trying to do something. So my motto has always been, and still to this day, with even Blue of Radio, is if it, if it sounds good, you know, I'm going to put it on there, you know, and if, you know, if you bring it to me, I'm going to give you the opportunity. If it sounds good and if it fits the format, I'm going to play it. So, uh, you know, I'm all about giving the opportunity. And if people don't like it or they love it, you know, well, hey, I gave you, you know, I, that's what you wanted. That's what I put out there. So I, I like having the opportunity to provide a platform for artists to try to get their music out there, you know, and having the background experience of having the resources and knowing, you know, making relationships with uh the marketing people, the, the representatives and, you know, the labels and things like that, you know, having those resources and being able to, you know, one day be in a position to somehow help any type of artist, whether, in, you know, mostly independent, try to just get their music out there or, you know, um, you know, just be of some type of service to help that artist because I am a musician. So I know what it feels like to be on that side. I know what it feels like to do all of those things. So being able to be in that position, you know, and there aren't many to almost none, you know, black women or just women period in radio in a sense that have the platform, you know, not being just the a host or, you know, something, but having the platform itself, you know, with the closest, you know, it's kind of like Kathy Hughes with TV one you know, inspiring me with that as well, too. But, you know, just I, I wasn't even thinking about, oh, I could be this, you know, dope, this black woman doing this. It's just about being a musician, you know, who understands, you know, the things that artists go through. You know, it's it's more than just people think that we just roll out of bed and we just do this stuff. No, it's, you know, artists, musicians practice, you know, study, you know, they're, you don't see them or hearing them, they're doing something to perfect their craft and, you know, just wanting to get their music heard. So it just feels good to have a platform that I can allow artists that want to get their music out there, including artists that are already out there that you already know about and going into their discography and playing music that doesn't necessarily you hear in the mainstream. You may have it in your collection, but you're not going to hear when you turn on the radio. So if you're a real fan of that artist and I play something that you don't hear in mainstream, but it's something you know you have in your collection and you hear it, you're going to be like, what does this person know about that? And then the person that, oh, the people that may be fans of artists may not necessarily know about that particular song. It's like, oh, wow. And then on top of that, sorry, I'm almost done. Even on top of that, you know, even on top of that, if just to say when the artist comes into your town and you've heard a particular uh, selection by that artist, if that artist comes to your town you find out they're playing at some particular venue, you may be like, hmm, I like that song that I heard, and they coming into town, hmm, I'm going to go check them out. You might have a new fan. So, you know, it's being able to help assist in that is basically the whole point of Blue Radio. 
how do you go about like selecting the songs? Like how what how do you find the songs? Mm, there's a lot of different uh, a lot of different things. Um, it's a lot of things that go into it. Um, it's I have a, a particular sound that I'm looking for. A particular story. It just depends. Do you, use you know, any I just kind I, of tools or like, no, I just you listen. Search, I guess. Oh, I mean, you know, besides artists, you know, uh, I just research artists. You know, um, whether it's uh, it's YouTube or people sending me something. You know, I'm just always kind of researching and just kind of um, researching people that, let's just say. Even in like how Pandora was like, if you're listening to Jill Scott or something, and then they may suggest some other type of artist, uh, for example, that you know aren't a Jill Scott, but they kind of fall into the category of her. And you're like, I don't know who that person is. I like that person. Yeah. I'll go. I'll hear that person and go look up what's in their discography and see what else they got. Even with Jill Scott, it's like, yeah, they're playing all this Jill stuff, but what else does she have up in here that doesn't get played that sounds good? That's just going along with the story. So I just kind of just collect. So that's what that's what the music library is all about, you know. So for me, I just have a library of different songs and whatever. Even I'm just walking and going through life, you know, a particular phrase or a particular moment or something will just hit me and. I will start the playlist like that. It's like writing a script to a TV show. You know, you have a a moment, a, a particular topic you want to talk about and go from there. So I just kind of go through my library of music and just be like, what songs in here kind of fit the story? <laughs> that's still jamming, that's still going to capture your attention, you know, because yes, I'm telling a story, but it's still, the music still got to sound good, you know, it's still got to be catchy, you know, or something to, because the whole point of when you're working in radio as a, um, as the DJ or the VJ or, you know, the one that's doing the music, the music still got to be good. <laughs> right. And so, you know, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, the story itself is just kind of changes week to week. It's just what inspired me or what I, whatever I want to talk about. So would you say that most of your playlist is songs that you do enjoy versus what do you think someone else would enjoy? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause even when I was working at Jackson state, cause I would get like hundreds of CDs, you know, monthly and, you know, it's also many times, you know, a lot of jazz artists like to do, especially straight ahead jazz, they like to um, play a lot of the the standards, you know, your Satin Dolls, you know, A-Train and things like that. Yeah. But as a person who's playing music in the station, you have 20 artists from 20 different labels sending you the album of their album of all the same standards. It's so many, so many times. I can hear giant steps and all these versions of these songs that these artists have already done. It's like, if I want to hear giant steps, I'll just go play John Coltrane. It's great that you can play it, but what do you get? What do you have? You know, it's fine. I may take a few because I have to, but I'm looking when that artist sends me those standards, hopefully there's at least one in there that's an original or, you know, their rendition of it or something. I'm really, I really love renditions of different songs. I love people's take on a particular song. So 
So I just kind of look for, um, even if they do, okay, so it's like if they have a full album of standards, I'm like, okay. In order to figure out what selection I'm going to take, it's just kind of like, okay, which song of these standards allows this artist to showcase their chops? their style of playing. Like if it's going to be a Charlie Parker or, you know, a Charlie Mingus or whatever, it doesn't matter, but you know, their technique, I'll just look more for the technique to be like, Oh man, this, this person did these runs like this and that and that. Okay. I'll play this one because it, at least, even though it's a standard, it's not showing their originality, but at least it's showing their uniqueness and technicality as a musician. So, mm. um, you know, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it for me. So is, um, of course, jazz is a you know it's a freestyle um, style of music, but like classical music, is are is there a problem selecting music because it's the same kind of or it's the same music? It's the recycled piece over and over again. Is that I mean, a is that an issue sometimes? It, I mean, yeah, it can be because, like I just said, Satin Dolls, Take the A-Train, 1 O'Clock Jump. You know, if only artists are only, it's fine that they want to do the standards because it's their way of, you know, paying homage to the artists. And that's not a problem. And paying homage to the style, that's not a problem. But I can't, you know, if if I'm responsible for 24 hours of music, you know, I can't play Satin Doll. A hundred times. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing different artists, but that's the, the same, same song. song. And even if I even if one person is sad and dull, the other one is the A train, I still got twenty artists that have them same song. So it it becomes harder because I can't it just it just because I can't keep playing those songs over and over. That's the thing. So my thing is if I'm going to play them, you know, um, especially in radio and, and you have your audience that are straight ahead aficionados, you know, they're more concerned. They care more about hearing the version by Miles Davis versus someone else that's modern that's doing it. It's great. But the real straight ahead ones that are listening and, you know, are donating their money and things like that, they want to hear the old heads. They want to hear the Ella. They want to hear the Oscar Petersons. You know, it's great that Johnny over here can do it, but if I'm going to listen to it, you know, they want to hear from the, the, you know, the actual person. Right. And to, to, I guess while we're even in this repetitive um, conversation, to think about it as a professional, as a, you know, musician, even just playing in the orchestra from Mm -hmm. my childhood to even to my adulthood, we played a lot of the same songs. What do you mm-hmm. think it's like as a musician to have to recycle these same classical pieces or these same jazz pieces? Why do you think that is? I mean, mostly it's, a, again, paying the homage because people do like there's that level of nostalgia and the remembering and the honoring and the continuation. So on a historical aspect and carrying on the tradition, yes, it's definitely necessary and needed because like, you know, the term Sankofa, you know, you, if you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. So yeah, there's a level of it, which is fine of having those standards to remind us of, 
you know, the traditional style and what it means to be the traditional style and honoring the pioneers within it, whether it's jazz or classical, you know, as a musician, as the musician itself being in, uh, in that playing the music is a little different, you know, because you're the artist. So it's like, you know, you understand you're getting that history, but then there are, you know, at the same time, there are some that do have to play that, but also want to play something else and go on to something different. That's kind of how, you know, contemporary jazz to me kind of evolved is because, you know, if you think about it a lot, even though a lot of straight ahead aficionados may kind of look down upon or, you know, not fully accept contemporary jazz because they feel like it falls more into the R&B genre, neo-soul, you know, those top, those mm. uh, areas, which is fine. But a lot of those, pretty much almost all of those contemporary jazz artists started in traditional jazz. They did play those traditional style straight ahead tunes. They understand mm. it. They know it. But mm. they wanted to do a little something else with it. But that's how you have developed all the other genres in music today, whether it's hip hop, R&B, are all little pieces from those earlier genres of music blues basically exactly so you know yes it's uh, from a musician and even as an audience both are needed all i'm saying is on as a when you are doing the business side and you're having a station and you're playing these this this music you are limited because again i cannot play satin doll 10 times in a row you know just to show by to 10, the band huh Right. So again, so it, so it becomes hard. So it, for my job, I have to try to find something else within their playlist to still be able to put them out there, but something that's not already, already in rotation, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. What does that mean? I've seen, I've heard you say that a couple of times, satin doll and a couple of other technical terms for a non-musician. I don't get what that means. Is that a type of jazz music? Oh uh, yeah, satin doll is just a it's a jazz tune, and <laughs> you know I just think about like um, you know those are just famous those are like famous traditional straight ahead jazz tunes like satin doll, take the eight train, things like that. So it's just kind of I'm just you know it's kind of mentioning like, those almost like um, the the history of of history class it's basically when it's to music uh, most musicians or jazz musicians know certain songs that you know it's just kind of like a universal song. yeah when you if you ever you know uh go into cover songs the, basically yeah but yes cover that's that's yes thank you thank yeah, you cover tunes but they are the tune. traditional they're traditional styles of tunes that you know duke ellington you know made and things like that so you know because Duke Ellington was considered, you know, a, a great musician, you know, with the background of classical and, you know, um, his writing style and all the music, but they're, you know, how any famous person has those particular songs that, you know, have made, uh, you know, that are associated with them that are well known. Satin Doll is one of those songs. Take the A Train, all these standard, that's why they're considered standard traditional tunes that, you know, it's like even with Christmas, how you have them saying Christmas songs. You know, yeah. Jingle Bells, you know, all, if you just think about Christmas songs, when people come out with Christmas albums, 
if I was a radio station playing Christmas music, I can only play Jingle Bells a few times. I can't play Jingle Bells from 10 artists, you know, playing Jingle right. Bells. <laughs> yeah, it's still Jingle Bells. Right, it's still Jingle Bells. So whoever created is the originator of Jingle Bells, you know, the people that truly enjoy traditional Christmas music is going to be like, I don't want to hear Johnny's Jingle Bells. I want to hear the person, you know, who actually did it. (laughs) And, okay, so being on the that topic of the formula of jazz. So when doing, you know, you have cover songs and we haven't always had cover songs, you know, we had jazz, but we didn't consider a jazz necessarily cover song. And it was when people, I guess, basically started um, redoing other people's music as a style. Right. That's why that's how they became a standard. That's what the the term of standard means. Yeah. Uh So to look at the formula of jazz, so jazz, you play the melody and I guess this is for those listeners out there that's not quite sure, you know, even the science of jazz, some of jazz. You play the melody. The melody is traditional. And then after you run the melody, everybody takes a solo. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it a uniqueness of this in particular yeah. song. It's really yeah. the musician's solo, mm-hmm. not necessarily mm-hmm. the repeating, you know, the traditional, you know, melody. Right. It's the the mm-hmm. solo that the that like the saxophonist does that's different from anything else and the trumpet player takes his solo that's basically what makes it a different satin doll than the last recording so on each recording of jazz you're getting a different solo yeah you get the same melody but a lot of people listen to jazz for the jazz soloist Right. And that's about that, that their uniqueness of their call and response, because that improving part is, you know, that call and response of, you know, just redoing the melody. So if Ella Fitzgerald is singing a tune, you know, the person that takes the solo is kind of, you know, calling and, you know, responding to how she did it. That's why she was so famous about doing the different styles of instruments with her voice, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, you know, it's, is the call and response is really the improving part and, you know, telling the story while responding to whoever the lead is. Yeah, definitely. And every artist is unique in their own way, but you do have a lot of them that do try to emulate the solos because a lot of times when you're doing cover tunes, you know, you try to get the song as best as you can close to it. Yeah. Especially like when it comes to classical music and live performance, especially with classical, that's why you have the music, you know, you're playing it just the way that composer arranged it and wrote it. So, yeah, that's a little different. You don't have the room because what's in front of you is what you need to play. <laughs> yeah. And why haven't they implemented like some of the jazz formula into and well, I know they did. Um, what do they call it? Uh is it a condensa or something like that? Or what's what is the the improvisation term for the classical? Oh, you're talking about oh, I don't even think there's a well, they actually there's solos, but they actually do, but they're not improbable. You know, if they, you, they if you remember, it, you know Right, because you know, like, you know, first part in being in an orchestra, first chair always gets the solos. But you know that them solos that the, that first chair gets, it's already written out for them. They're not making up that solo. 
you know, that solo has, is already on that sheet music for them to play. They just playing it by themselves. Yeah. But they're not making up what they're playing. But I'm saying for some so, pieces, they have like, I think there is like a break that they have to where the soloist just kind of runs with it. I can't remember. What exactly right. But that's it. like if you've got like a Yo-Yo Ma or somebody like that's a featured main right. artist. But just just right. if you just have like a Philharmonic, you know, the first chair in them sections is going to be a flute player or somebody that's got that solo. But, you know, that solo is already written out. They're not making up that solo. Right. And to me, that's just what, you know, I think because, you know, classical is more of a, it is more structured, you know. So jazz, you know, kind of allowed, you know, structure to become free. And then everybody ran with that. (laughs) I've kind of touched around on that with some with some um, ideas, musical ideas that I that I have some cello foundations and stuff to where. Can it can a classical, you know, style song be designed to where there's improv? Almost just like, you know, there's a verse. You do your hook and you do your verse, but it's in a classical form. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What I've I've kind of done, but I would like to see it done in a live orchestra style. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I would just... To where you have a, a lineup of musicians that would just come up and, you know, do a solo in between. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I even enjoy if uh uh I would I would love to hear symphonies or symphonies that do, you know, play the a classical rendition of a hip hop song, you know. Well, it don't have <laughs> like, to be hip hop. It could be just a new form of beautiful classical to where there's a there's a place in this in the in the classical piece where there's just the background music and the person does a solo to where every time there's a different soloist that plays that piece it's not the same thing. They're doing their own improv in this in particular part. And it's not like the music stopped. No, the music is still going. Mm-hmm. It's just they, they're taking a verse. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, definitely. So I have definitely. some examples of it. I have plenty of examples of it. It's just it's oh, something yeah, that that's, I would like that's... to see more. Because even if I was yeah. to try to approach an orchestra about doing anything, they're most likely going to just um, come join us. Come sit in the orchestra and play along with what we do, and, and that's we'll, still we'll cool think too. about we'll think about it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and I would love to see more of that as well. I mean, and that this is the opportunity to create such a, a renaissance, and uh, you know, this new revolution of bringing classical music. You know, kind of you know, doing things like that. I think it would draw more people to be more uh, appreciative of the genre and just the music by doing that and seeing the beauty in it and seeing a young person, you know, who, you know, has the the training, but yet the creativity and the freedom to, you know, want to, you know, do something more with it. Most definitely. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So once we get things established a little better, we'll see how it goes once we find some um, orchestral organizations to pitch it to. There's a lot of different Wonderful. Little, you know, individual things around awesome. the um, L.A. area, but it's mm-hmm, weird out here as well. Still weird. So. <laughs> I bet, but, you know, you'll make it happen. You'll make it happen. Yeah. We'd like to say that this episode is sponsored by Guardian Oil. Guardian Oil is to protect, disinfect, and also help during combat or physical wrestling 
jujitsu combat training of some type. It's an essential oil based um, disinfectant that has ninety nine percent isopropyl alcohol, basically. <laughs> so it's it definitely works for COVID and all. So be sure to check out Guardian Oil. We're working on our commercials or our sponsorship. Nice. Um, okay. Ads. Cool. <laughs> Love it. So what do you what do you you have experience in internet radio? You got any tips for like any listeners that's interested in you know getting into internet radio as beginners? Uh, yeah, you can just definitely shop different software that allows you to you know create an online radio station and just you know research what's out there and just find what you think might be comfortable for you. Um, they're pretty you know pretty simple to set up, you know, they give you the instructions and if you need to go to YouTube to, you know, find how to set it up or, you know, just do your research and study is the best thing. Try to find what's best for you and maybe talk to people that maybe are doing it and maybe they can suggest something that's simple to start out with and, you know, so you don't have to start with all the the high tech stuff because you really don't need a lot of that high techy stuff and a whole bunch of stuff to do any of it really. You know, it's just real simple. Um, so it's just basically about finding what's comfortable for you, what's easy for you, and asking people that do it and see what they recommend. And um, and the other thing is begin to study music. You know, um, if you have a particular genre in mind, you know, you want to build your library. What's key, what's most important is having a library, uh, a, a wide selection of music. Um, because even like within traditional radio, commercial or public, you know, one of the rules for me when I was at Jackson State was that I couldn't play like the same artist in the same hour. So if one hour is 60 minutes, you know, that's an average of about 13 songs, just depends on how long the song is. So you have just in one hour, you got to come up with, you know, a minimum of 13 artists with 13 songs. So times that by, you know, 24 hours, the space you definitely, if you are going to do online radio, you definitely want to have something that allows you to hold a lot of music, you know. Um, but importantly is definitely um, building your library, but be, you know, kind of be smart about the music that you want. Be specific about the music you want, especially if you're doing it for yourself. There's no rules. Ain't nobody telling you nothing. If it sounds good or it doesn't, that's on you. You're not having to worry about someone over you breathing down your throat to play this and play that. You are free to create, you know, and present. You have a platform where you're able to put out music that you think other people would like. And if you don't, if they don't like it, it's okay. If you like it, somebody else out there does. So, you know, find the, you know, find the software, build your library, study the genre, study the artist, study the music. It's just, it's never ending of studying of just the basic things because that does help with your selections as well. Definitely. Thank you for the advice. For Not us a problem. And for those out there, I'm saying thank you for them. <laughs> Most definitely. 
And thank everybody for tuning in to American Gypsy Podcast. We're going to hit you guys with these shorter podcasts, this informative and kind of, you know, giving you guys a quick little tutorial and educational forum on certain things, dealing with music, life, spirituality, positive, everything that raises the vibration most likely amen and the science of music science of music and frequency and love (laughs) most definitely most definitely number one yes as always you can find us at american gypsy on social at luam lee and at classic photography as well as luamlee.com, L-U-A-M-L-E-E.com for merch. And we have consistent self-improvement brand um, T-shirts, aprons, um, pillows, and a lot of different things, as well as Classic Carpenter Collection. And you can find us on YouTube. We have vlog videos, and we'll be having some of these podcast clips uh, on there as well. American Gypsy YouTube. Classic.com for website, um, graphics, and other needs. That's K-L-A-C-C-I-K.com. And that's a wrap. And we like to encourage everyone to learn how to swim. Sign up for swimming lessons and learn how to swim in the swimming pool and in the ocean. Everyone. No one in particular. Everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in to American Gypsy Podcast. Thank you, Larissa, for joining Thank in you. with us again. And Larissa will time. be joining us often, so we don't have to say necessarily as a guest, she is a part of this. So Wonderful. Awesome. Here we are. Another you. great episode. I enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it, everybody. Consistent self-improvement every day in every way. Make sure you show love before you show hate. And I wish you guys the best. Thank you and good night. One beat a day, one beat away From the lifestyles that I'm gonna live One beat away, one beat away A heartbeat away might be the day